Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the second quarter 2022 Von Nelson Emerging Markets Recap Call. In the second quarter of 2022, the Von Nelson Emerging Market Strategy returns negative 12.97% growth, negative 13.22% net, and that is compared against the MSCI Emerging Markets Recap Index at negative 14.92%, which brings the year-to-date return through the second quarter for the Von Nelson Emerging Market Strategy to negative 15.45% growth, negative 15.93% net, and again versus the MSCI Emerging Markets Smith Cap Index at negative 18.65%. With me today is Lead Portfolio Manager, Kevin Ross. And with that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thanks so much, Dan, and welcome everyone to the, the second quarterly update. Uh, global equity markets saw their declines accelerate during the second quarter as we saw risk assets were pressured by accelerating inflationary pressures in developed markets decelerating global economic growth, and tightening financial conditions with the withdrawal of liquidity previously provided from the Federal Reserve's QE programs. Inflationary pressures have moved from goods in areas uh, such as soft commodities in the agricultural space, energy-linked oil and natural gas, and metals such as steel, copper, and zinc, now to services including labor and housing. We expect inflation to ease in the second half of the year, but it should remain elevated over the next 12 months, particularly in the U.S. and Europe. Capital markets are signaling the potential for recessionary conditions, which is being evidenced by the decline in commodity prices, flattening and inversion of yield curves in the U.S., widening credit spreads, and negative earnings revisions. In prior slowdowns, The markets were supported by Federal Reserve policy actions, which loosened financial conditions and cut interest rates. However, this cycle, the elevated inflation levels, makes this more challenging for the Fed. The strategy had a strong relative quarter, with the portfolio down less as compared to the benchmark and the broader EM large-cap index. In contrast to what we experienced during the first quarter, the commodity countries pulled back materially during the second quarter, with Peru down 32%, Brazil down 27%, South Africa down 22%, and Chile down 21%. This compared to the EM SPID benchmark, which, as Dan mentioned, was down about 15%. The market's previous focus on supply shocks from the Ukraine invasion has now been overshadowed regarding concerns of decelerating economic activities and the consequent hit to commodity demand. On the positive side, we saw material outperformance from China and Hong Kong during the quarter, supported by low inflation, accommodative fiscal and monetary policies, and an end to the lockdown in Shanghai in early June. Core inflation in China, as of their June reading, was running at below 2%, which provides room for the central and local governments to be more accommodative as compared to what we are seeing in developed markets. Examples of launched stimulative policies include tax cuts for the purchase of EVs and energy-efficient vehicles, easing of housing policies, such as the removal of home purchase restrictions and lowering mortgage rates, faster special local government bond issuance, which will support key infrastructure projects, and reduction in reserve requirement ratios for the banks, which will support lending activities. We do believe China will stick to its zero-COVID policy 
through the party Congress meeting, which is taking place in November, after which we think it is possible that the severe restrictions on mobility could be reduced. One positive development during the quarter in this direction was that the quarantine time requirements for international travelers coming to China was reduced in half to seven days. Looking at the portfolio as a result of our, our buy, sells, and market activity, we saw an increase in our weighting in Hong Kong, China, the Netherlands, and Indonesia. On the flip side, our weightings in South Korea, Taiwan, Philippines, and Brazil declined during the quarter. In terms of sector, you saw our weightings increase in communication services, financials, and consumer staples, whereas our weightings in materials, real estate, and industrials declined during the quarter. Uh, as Dan mentioned, uh, we had a strong relative performance during the quarter, outperforming the SMID benchmark. The best-performing countries on a relative basis were from India, Indonesia, Hong Kong, and South Africa, whereas we underperformed in Germany, Philippines, and mainland China onshore. The portfolio continues to be overweight to IT, consumer discretionary, although that's down notably from the beginning of the year, real estate, as well as energy, while we are underweight to materials, financials, and healthcare. Turning now to the outlook, in our view, the opportunity set of companies that can meet our 50% targeted return within our universe has never been larger than it is today. While the short-term path over the next 12 months is uncertain because of the elevated levels of inflation and slowing economic activity, we have very strong conviction in the asymmetric payoffs of the names that we are adding to the portfolio on a medium-term, multi-year investment time horizon. These widely diverging country, sector, and security-level performances suggest that it should be a prosperous environment for active managers with a deep understanding and experience of the asset class and provide strong opportunities to add relative performance and alpha generation. We added 11 new companies in the portfolio during the quarter, of which 10 were categorized as Category A companies, which are our undervalued earnings growth names, which in our view have been indiscriminately sold off during the recent market drawdown. In most of the cases, these are companies with structural growth opportunities with strong competitive moats that should allow them to maintain or expand margins even with high inflation. We also expect to pursue beaten down category B companies or undervalued asset names, which are priced for deep recessionary conditions that are in markets where we see improving economic prospects such as China and Hong Kong, or where there are self-help catalysts to unlock the intrinsic value that we see in the shares. We believe that the end of the fall, beginning of the winter, is a very interesting point in time in terms of potential positive catalysts for the market. There will be better visibility on the natural gas situation and pricing in Europe. In terms of the, of the geopolitical conflict, both Ukraine and the Russian army will be even more exhausted at that point than, than where they are now, and the weather and terrain will prevent major operations, which may leave a window for some form of negotiation. The scarcities that plague supply chain for the last 18 months are likely to subside by that point in time, driven by better availability and the slowdown in economic activities. In the U.S. specifically, headline inflation is likely to have peaked, and a Fed pivot should be within sight something that might help reverse the upward trend of the U.S. dollar and be supportive for emerging market currencies in general. 
Turning now to the team, uh, we resumed traveling during the quarter and meeting companies in person, including attending a conference with Latin American corporates in New York, something that is very important for our investment process. We are very enthusiastic also about adding to the team a new analyst who is a native Mandarin speaker that has been working with us since the fall of 2021 as an intern and who will be starting full-time starting in August. We look forward to his contribution to the team during the second half of the year, which will likely include some on-site visits to companies in Asia. Thank you, Dan, and to the audience for listening. The team looks forward to updating everyone in a few months' time. I'll turn it back to you, Dan. Well, great. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, congratulations on a, uh, on a solid, relative performing quarter, and you know, hopefully the the second half of 2022 looks a little bit better than, than the first half. So good luck out there, and we'll talk soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.